what is the most important thing in your life? Is it success? Is it changing the world for Christ? Or is it remaining in the presence of God? Hi, my name is Aris Lawless, and welcome to Sage Talk. Today on Sage Talk, Al Henson and Paul Lawler are introducing us to the concept of an unveiled face and how removing the veil exposes us to God, His glory, and His presence. Al and Paul have over 75 years of pastoring between them, and they've spent decades walking among the nations as they've ministered to the persecuted church and the least of these. Let's join them for today's conversation as they shepherd the hearts of faithful servants and Christian leaders in today's edition of Sage Talk. Hi, this is Paul Lawler, and I'm with Al Henson, founder of the Compassionate Hope Foundation, and this is Sage Talk. Al, last week we had the opportunity to talk about a very exciting topic, and we're going to delve into that same topic today. And I'm excited about what we have the privilege of sharing today. We're talking about the the issue um, of transformation, mm. what Jesus seeks and is willing to do right. in lives of believers. And our 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 perspective on this has been as it relates to spiritual fathering and spiritual mothering, mm. and what God is willing to do and desires for his children. Mm -hmm. And so uh, last week we talked about uh, this beauty of transformation out of uh, 2 Corinthians Mm 3.18 of when men and women are exposed to the glory of God, when they join Mm -hmm. God in things that God is doing through his word, through communing with him. And and there was an observation that that I thought about after that broadcast something I've observed as a pastor for a number of years. And, and, and it's a testimony that I hear from time to time. And it goes like this. Uh, the presence of God um, has become real Amen. in my heart and yeah. life. And when I hear that testimony, what correlates with it is I see greater degrees of transformation mm-hmm. in God's people. Mm. And and, and, and oftentimes, I, it's not a sermon, it's not information, and although that's important, it has mm. its place. We're not minimizing that. But we just notice it seems, and this will be hyperbole, but it seems that sometimes it's as if God does more when a person experiences five minutes of being in his manifest presence mm. than we see happen in 52 Sundays. Amen, yes. And so it's with that thought in mind that we wanted to journey back uh, to Second Corinthians three eighteen, mm-hmm. and and so let me read it, and then what I want to ask you to comment on again is this: these words Paul shares about an unveiled face, mm. and so Paul writes, "But we all, with unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord, are being transformed in the same image from mm-hmm. glory to glory, just as from the Lord the Spirit." Mm. So, yeah, thank you, Paul. Um, just just before I, I come into this unveiled face, and some translations will translate it an open face, mm-hmm. when you were talking about the church there, mm-hmm. this is what I find often at best, is in our churches we're not having transformation, we're having conformity. Mm-hmm. And there's a, there's a world of difference in the two. Yes. People are simply conforming to some kind of religious standard mm-hmm. and thinking that because they've conformed to some kind of standard of things to do that they are actually uh, transforming or maturely, spiritually growing. Yes. And that is not true. Mm. 
the, the thing that as you look at <clears throat> at Second Corinthians uh, three eighteen here, God is glorious. Mm. Yes. And this passage is trying to teach us basically how to get into the presence of God. Yes. And you you spoke of that, and uh, it is in the presence of God. Mm. If uh, David comes to the end of his life in Psalm sixteen eleven, mm. and he says, "In His presence." Yes is the fullness of joy. Mm -hmm. I remember in Moses' journey with God, uh, God was angered by the the golden calf and Mm -hmm. the rebellious stiff-neckedness of the the Jewish people. And so God said, Moses, you take the people and go on, and I'll linger behind here somewhere and follow Mm -hmm. you. And Moses just said, he literally said, no. Yes. We will not. Yes. Because the only thing that makes us different Mm Mm-hmm is your presence, and we mm. will not go forward if you will not go with us. Yes. I wish every church would stop this next Sunday morning and say, <clears throat> we are not going to do anything else mm. except ask the question, how can we My. have the manifested presence of God among us? Mm. Because we, our children, mm. our grandchildren, our neighbors, need to get to come with us into the presence of God. Yes. One other thought about the presence <sighs> of God is that when Christ uh, was dying on the cross and um, he cried out, it is finished, which yes. means he had done everything necessary now mm-hmm. for uh, the, the, the creature who was in sin, the, 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 the creature who was in sin to not only be forgiven and saved, mm. but to now be in Christ and Christ in them and to come into the presence of God and yes. the Holy of Holies. The veil was rent. Mm. Mm. And it was basically that that picture of the veil being rent was now, now, my children, yes, you can come into the Holy of Holies, yes, and into the presence of God. Mm. Mm. And uh, so first Corinthians or, or, or second Corinthians three eighteen, mm-hmm. in a simple way, as we were talking about the the unveiled face mm. is is this crying of God, this beckoning of God and saying, God said, come in, come in. Yes. But when you come in, you've got to open your face. And and, and, and the picture sometimes, uh, even though this is audio and not visual, mm-hmm. when I'm teaching this, sometimes I'll get a uh, a three-by-three three piece of plyboard. Mm-hmm. And I will have someone stand up, and I say, for a moment, they're going to be a picture of God. And I'll hold the the, the three by three piece of ply board uh, bet- uh, up between me and God. Yes. And I st- I start my movement toward God. Mm-hmm. And I ask the question, uh, can, can I see God? Mm. And the answer is no. Mm. There's a veil there. Yeah. There's it's hiding God from you. And then I would ask the question with a smile, can God see me? Yes. And the answer is yes. Mm. So this is really not about God seeing you. God mm. sees you. Yes. You're not hiding from God. Mm-hmm. And sometimes the the operation of sin, of fear and shame, fear mm-hmm. dry, cheer, fear and shame, and it's the reason why Satan, who is the father of sin, created it or established it this way. It drives us out of the presence of That's God. That's right. That's right. And here's the point about the veil. Mm. The the essence when I have this three by three board is that I'm God is not robbed of seeing me. Mm. But I'm robbed of seeing God. Al, that let, let me just repeat that back to you. God is not robbed of seeing me. I'm robbed of seeing God. And think about it, Paul. 
All of us have had this thought. Yes. I could, my faith, mm. my life would be so much different yes. if I could just see God. Yes. yes. Why can't I see God? Yes. I want God to let me see him. Mm. Mm-hmm. And what I want to say to my brothers and sisters is just like your physical body mm. has eyes to see the natural things, mm. your spirit and soul have spiritual eyes. Mm. Look unto Jesus, the Bible says. Yes. Seeing him, the Bible says. Mm. And uh, beholding him, the Bible encourages us to do. Mm-hmm. So in the spirit realm, you have spiritual eyes. Yes. And you can see God. Mm. and experience his presence. Yes. And so uh, uh, just think about that again. It's worthy of being said again. So often when people are coming to the altar Mm. or they're sitting at home reading their Bible and praying, which is not so often for Christians, Mm. and I think I know why it's not so often, it's because they're doing this and they're not experiencing, they're not touching God, they're not seeing God, and so eventually it's dry and boring. Yes. But I tell you, it's not for me. Mm. And it hasn't been for decades. Thank you, Jesus. The most important thing in my life mm. is that I can can get into the presence of God. And now I've learned how to walk in the presence mm. of God and live in the presence of yes. God. Yes. And when I think of that, even now, thinking about that, Paul, the whole idea is I can get in the presence. I can kiss the sun. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I can. I can hug mm. God. Mm-hmm. Think about. It. I can hug God, mm. and God can hug me. Amen. <laughs> Amen. In the spiritual sense, I know that and have experienced that, and this is the beckoning mm. and the opportunity. It's why, back what we shared last time, you live a life like this, and Moses was glorious, but you can become a more glorious being. Sometimes yes. when I'm preaching to a thousand people, mm. I would say, you don't know this, but I know this, and God knows this. You're glorious ones. Yes. Mm-hmm. You're not shamed ones. Mm-hmm. You're glorious ones. Yes. And why don't you start seeing how glorious you are in the, in the eyes and heart of God and start living a glorious life? Yes. Al, as you're, as you're sharing about the church, the, the people of God experiencing the presence of God through an unveiled face, uh, there's a, a brief story that comes to mind um, in the way God ignites mm. this hunger mm. for his presence. I, I, I know we can all quote Blaise Pascal, there's a God-shaped hole in all of us that only God can fill. But I, I was um, leading a church service a number of years ago, and not presently where I'm serving, but in a, in a former place. And God graced us one Sunday by manifesting his holiness, his presence among us. I went to the pulpit to preach and I just didn't say anything. Uh, wow. And there were about two and a half minutes, maybe maybe a little longer, where I just I just stood. I didn't say a word. You could hear a pin drop. Children were perfectly still. I didn't have to give an explanation of what was going on. We all knew God's that, we, here. that huh. God is here. God. And, and let no one just interfere with whatever this moment in the holy presence of God is about. But Al, what, what happened? I want, this, is the, this is what I want to point to. Not only was that a sacred moment, it marked people. Mm-hmm. I want God. Yes. I want to be yes. in the presence of God. I want to hear God in this way. Mm-hmm. And isn't it true that when we have the joy of being in his presence, we long to be in his presence. If something's awakened in us at a deeper, more glorious and, and life-giving level, is that not true? Absolutely. You know, the, the psalmist says, Taste the Lord mm. and see that he is good. Mom mm. and Dad, listen to this. 
You, you can take your kids to church. All of these, you can teach them all of these, and you should. Mm. But until your children, led by you, mm with an unveiled face mm. and humility and brokenness mm-hmm. can come into the presence of God. Mm. They'll have nothing to compare the taste. They're tasting the world. They're going to taste it. Yeah. And to them, it's going to taste good because they've never tasted goodness. Mm. Mm. That's so true. But when they, like you just explained mm. that scene, mm. when they've tasted the goodness of God, mm. the world doesn't taste Slowly, the goodness, the, the good taste of the world yeah. goes away. Yeah. You understand? Yeah, they can't but they have, no, they have nothing to compare it with. That's right. Uh, and uh, it's interesting uh, that if you go back and study uh, Enoch, mm. uh, which was the one who was who walked with God, yes, and was with God, mm-hmm. and then was taken up. Mm-hmm. The name Enoch means the dedicated one mm. or the trained up one. Mm-hmm. And that's what God wants us to do. In all the exhortations of parents, it says, train up your children. And the idea is train them up in such they will dedicate themselves to God, as Enoch Mm. did. Mm, That's good. So I was researching this as a dad, Mm -hmm. and and I thought, God, what's the secret here? Mm -hmm. And only, it's nothing said about Enoch's dad except his name. Mm. And his name is Jared. Mm. And the name Jared means the prostrate one. Wow. The one going down. Wow. And we could tie that into this passage, the one who opened his face. Yes. Unveiled himself Mm. and humbled himself Mm. before God. Yes. And in essence, he released God around him, the presence of God around him, and Enoch tasted of God Mm -hmm. and dedicated himself to the things of God Mm -hmm. and not the things of the world. Yes. And this is why our, sadly to say, with grieving hearts, why so many, such a high percentage of our children Mm. and our grandchildren are turning to the world Mm. after they were no longer under our hand to go to churches because they tasted religion, Paul. Yeah, yeah. But they didn't taste Christ. Yes, yes, yeah. I I see it too. Well, yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, as as we're sharing on this verse mm-hmm. last week, this week, there's another verse that we realize that the Lord gives great wisdom mm-hmm. in 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 terms of how He transforms, and so. Uh, on this topic of transformation, let's journey. Some of our listeners know where we're going, uh, but let's journey to Romans twelve one and two. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, even though there are many that can quote this verse, I, I'm I'm going to read it, um, where where Paul writes, "I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual service of, or is your spiritual worship." Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. Mm. Uh, that is a powerful verse. Now, now I'm, I've got a question that I want to ask you, and this comes out of uh, just our friendship, our journeying de- together through, year, through the years. And um, I'm aware, Al, that one of the gifts God has placed in you is the gift of mercy. Mm. I've watched you use this gift, or God flow through your life in this gift 
with the hurting, the broken uh, across cultures in the world. I've seen this in Asia. I've seen this with pastors who are going through brokenness Mm -hmm. of different types. Um, I've, I've watched this in the ministry of restoration through your life as Galatians 6.1 is, is uh, practice, put into practice. So I'm, I'm mindful that this verse begins with an appeal uh, by the mercies of God. Would you, mm-hmm. would you comment on that? Yes, thank you, Paul. And a part of what Paul is uh, alluding to there uh, throughout my ministry, ultimately one of the expressions of that has been Compassionate Hope Foundation. Mm-hmm which as I was walking for decades among the uh, brothers and sisters in Southeast Asia, mm. uh, my heart, the mercy gift of mine, working with the persecuted church, also saw the exploited children, mm. the trafficking. And that was how Compassionate Foundation was birthed. Yes. Uh, because with these brothers and sisters, we felt God would want us to address this issue. And now it's seven or eight years later. and mm. we, in 26, 27 different locations, 43 homes, and 800-plus rescued That's ones that were watching lives being changed. Mm. But uh, Only yes, God. Yes, brothers and sisters, if you want to know Al Henson, uh, uh, my public communication gift is exhortation, but the gift that moves me mm. is the mercies of God, mm. God's mercy. Mm. And I certainly have had received a lot of that, mm. as well as uh, find me it, too, brother. Yeah, find it easy to explore mm. that, and and so I, w- I want to answer your question in the context of these verses because Paul, I, if you've been listening, this heart mm. of God for us to become like Jesus, yes. to be transformed ones. Mm-hmm. Paul has now laid out in the first eleven chapters all the doctrine and theology of the sinfulness of man and the love of God and the grace of God and the Spirit of God and the gospel that, that allows us to, uh, to walk the way God intended us yes. and, and desired for us to walk in, in, as being the transformed mm-hmm. ones, the glorious ones. Now he, he humbles himself and says, I beg you. Mm. I plead with you. Yes. And what I'm pleading that you'll do is present yourself to God. Mm. And I've heard, I've heard messages after messages on this text saying, preaching, you need to be holy. You mm-hmm. need to be a living sacrifice. Mm-hmm. You need to be acceptable. Yeah. And you don't need to be conformed to this world, but you right. need to be proving what is the good. And, and, and people are just weary of trying to do this. Yeah. Worn out trying in their own in heart effort, mm-hmm. with a genuine heart effort trying to please God. Yes. And that's not what the verses are teaching. It's mm. say, present, Romans mm. 12, 1. And I, and I beg you by the mercies of God. And that is this God who is full of mercy, who in his mercy uh, created you. Yes. In his mercy uh, desired for you uh, who were in sin to, to, to come in and be his son. Yes. Be his daughter. Yes. Who by his mercy went to the cross mm. and, and was and, and died there, bore yes. your sin in his own body, and by his mercy went into the grave and had victory over the, the powerful thing called death mm. and, and rose up out of that mm. uh, in resurrection power yes. and then ascended by his mercies into heaven. Yes. And by his mercies then the Holy Spirit could descend because now yes. uh, 1 Corinthians 15, 40, he had become, help me if I, that I don't start preaching it, but he, <laughs> he, he, he had become a, a life-giving spirit, he who was life yes, and he who was spirit. Yes. Now added to himself the capacity to give it away. Yeah. Yeah. These are the mercies of God. Yeah. 
And and the the other point of this about the mercies is the thing that keeps us out of the presence, you've heard me say it over and mm-hmm. over, is our fear mm-hmm. and our shame. Mm. It keeps us out of the presence yes. of God. Mm. And he sits on a throne of mercy. Yes, Lord. If you read the scriptures, Jesus mm. is right now mm. sitting on a throne of mercy. Mm. And so when I come into the Holy of Holies, mm. I'm not coming to a judge. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That that will come at the great white throne judgment mm-hmm. and the judgment said, but now I'm on a seat of mercy. Yes. And that mercy is beckoning me into his presence. Al, th- what you're describing sets the captive free. Yes. It's it's the person of Jesus who in his, authentic- his authenticity expresses his mercy and, and it's not religion right. in terms of the form. Right. It's the person. And you describe that so well. Yeah, now I want to make sure because we're coming to the last few minutes of, mm-hmm. our, of this podcast, I want to tie this all together. Yes. And then you can speak into that and close this out however mm-hmm. you want to. What you're hearing us say is that God himself mm. can is the only being that can transform you. Yes. And to experience that transformation mm. with the Word of God in your hand and in your heart, yes, being led by the Spirit of God, mm. you're able to unveil your face, humble yourself, and come into the presence of God. Yes. First, Second Corinthians three eighteen. Mm-hmm. When you're in His presence, Romans twelve one, you're making a presentation mm-hmm. to God. Yes. And remember, you don't have to present yourself perfect. In Christ, you're righteous, but you can present the bad part of you, too. Mm-hmm. The good, the bad, and the yeah. just present yourself to God. Yes. This is who I am, God. Mm. These are the mistakes I've made. This, this is just who I am, mm-hmm. the, the, the beautiful person as well as this part that needs to die. And God says, mm. okay, mm-hmm. now that you've presented yourself, yes, I'm going to give you the grace mm. for you to become holy in mm. lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Not in position, but in lifestyle. A living sacrifice. Yes. You're going to pour your life out uh, because I'm going to pour my love into you. and try, You're going to pour your life out for me and for others. Yes. And you're going to be acceptable. Mm-hmm. And you're no longer going to be conformed to this world. Mm. But you're going to be a transformed one because you're going to learn how to do this. Yes. And, and, and the thing that needs – when I was 21 or 22, I thought, man, I am fully given to God. <laughs> and now I'm 67 – and I don't say that anymore. Yeah. I've given all that I know about me to all that I know about God. But my yieldedness, mm-hmm. as my trust has grown and my faith has grown, my yieldedness has grown and deepened. Yes. So the presentation is ever deepening, mm-hmm. and the renewal is ever deepening and coming more consistent as I'm being matured and growing and transforming yes. in the presence of God. Mm-hmm. So four things. The presence of God, the unveiled face. Mm-hmm. I come in and I present myself. Mm-hmm. To God, mm-hmm. yielded, trusting, surrendered to His hand, yes. the Potter's hand, mm. and then I do this. I keep, I renew it, mm-hmm. all, day by day, yes. moment by moment, in my heart. Yes, you know, Al, as you were sharing, uh, there was an image that came to mind, and it was an image of a twin-engine airplane, mm. and uh, I think a lot of the body of Christ flies on one engine. Mm. And that engine, they, they see the Word, and we realize we have a revelation of God through the Word of God, and praise God that we do. Thy word's a lamp unto my feet. Man shall not live by bread alone, but every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. But the way God has designed us to function mm. is in word 
in presence, word mm-hmm. and spirit. And what you've described today, it's both engines. Now, we recognize there are other elements of walking right. with Christ and growing in Christ, but but coming into the presence of God where the word uh comes to life mm-hmm. uh, because the Spirit of God brings life mm-hmm. and, and also teaches uh, through the Word of God. And, as well. and I need to say this because we tend to doubt. Dear brother, dear sister, mm. God 10,000 times more wants you in His presence mm. than you want to be there. Amen. So you don't have to convince God to let you in. Yes. He's already done everything. Mm. So that you can come, just go. Amen. I love just as you are. Just go. Amen. But go with the heart that as you go, mm. he's going to. He wants to change you yes. and transform you. And and again, I, as I said this in the other podcast, and then Paul, you can close this out. Is if God is using this to touch mm. your heart mm. and speaking to you, mm. ask the Spirit, God, are, do I have brothers and sisters or others that I know mm. that would benefit from hearing this? Yes. Please. Contact them, mm-hmm. send them a link, and uh, encourage them to listen in. Yes, Al, thank you, and let's let's take a moment to pray today yes, as we close. And so, Father, we take a moment to pause and pray, uh, Lord, around this matter of an unveiled face. Yes, Lord. We ask you, O oh God, yes, work Lord. the power of your grace Amen. where we would not hide. Yes, but we would come before you just as we are, Amen. prone to wonder, Lord, we feel it, yeah. prone to leave the God we love. Yes, Lord. But we would come to you just as we are. And Lord, in a spirit of confession, in a spirit of pulling the veil back, uh, Lord, commune with you, uh, delighting in that Christ has forgiven our sin, that he has taken our sin at the cross, that we are new creations mm-hmm. in Christ. And as we live into this unveiled face, oh God, we pray again, uh, transform our lives in your presence and through your word from glory to glory. We thank you as Romans teaches us that you're merciful. And we come before you in the lens of receiving, experiencing the glories of your mercies. And we pray, Lord, let your riches or the riches of your mercies touch our lives. Renew us, Lord. And that we, too, would be not conformed to the patterns of this world, but transformed by the renewing of our minds for your glory. And it is in Jesus' name we pray. As we close today's episode, I'd like to encourage you to take time to get alone with God. And as Al said, present your heart and life to Him. And God doesn't just want the good parts. He welcomes the good parts, the bad parts, and everything in between. Never forget how much He loves you and wants you to walk in His light. Ask Him for spiritual eyes so you can truly see God and experience His presence. Alan Paul would love to hear your thoughts and questions you might have about today's episode. You can write to us at info at sagetalkpodcast.com. You can also find a written transcript of today's episode and links you can share with a friend at sagetalkpodcast.com. In our next episode... Alan Paul will be sharing how we can help others enter into this deep and intimate fellowship with Christ. Be sure to subscribe in your favorite podcast app so you don't miss it. Come back soon and join us on Sage Talk for another time of spiritual shepherding, heart to heart, and life to life.